Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League, the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week, we have another fantastic episode, and if you hear in my voice, I'm very cheerful. And the main reason why is the Bears didn't play this week, so they had no part in crushing my fucking soul. So that's good. I was excited. I was pumped that they didn't play this week. Um, in a way better mood. Uh, this week, we will be talking about Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving games, what we like to eat for dessert. And for timeout, we got some oldies coming back, and we got some cancel culture. So without any further ado, let's get right to it. Let's take it from the, uh, the tippy top there. Low Budget presents Beer League. Okay, guys, welcome back. Uh, thank you all for joining. How is everyone doing? Let's start off with Chef Boyar Beer. And he made a magnificent beef rib. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they were beef ribs. Yep. Uh, so let's, it's, we've moved on from Nick's injury report and it's now what's beer cooking. So how were they? And tell us about it. Yeah. And this, this week's episode of beer league meets with beer, um, we made beef ribs. So like short ribs, uh, it was actually a pretty fun process. So I first went to a butcher shop, um, in like, like alternate to the, just a regular grocery store. Went there and they didn't really have a good selection, so I was kind of disappointed. I bought like these little dinky looking beef rib things, and I just didn't like the look of them. So I went back to I went to the other high V, and then I made friends with oh, the butchers hold on, there. Sorry. Hold on, I guess. Uh, ah, sorry. Keep going. We're good. So yeah, so I went back to high V, and I made I made friends with the butchers there, and uh, like I went up to the guys and I was like, hey. Do you guys have any beef ribs? Like I went and looked and he's like, yeah, we have short ribs. He's like, you want one or two? I'm like, I was hoping I could have three or four like on one. He goes, oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try smoking it in my smoker. He goes, oh, okay, okay. He goes, yeah, I can do that. And then I see him like go in the back and bring out this huge hunk of meat and he cuts this big chunk off, wraps it for me, gives it to me. It was like $45 worth of meat and uh, went ahead and I, it was a nice seven hour long smoke and I did it. Everything was perfect. I, I used a combination of cherry and applewood, and it was probably the best barbecue I've made this far. Um, it like fell off the bone. It like completely. I could pull out the bone completely um, when I when I finished it. But uh, but yeah. So that was that was really good. Next on the docket is for Thanksgiving. We're smoking a turkey. So look out for that. Oh wow! How, how big of a turkey are you thinking about smoking? It's not the. It's not big at all. I, I don't even know how how much it weighs, but I tried to buy the smallest one because I thought it was just going to be me and Jenny, but my parents are going to be in town, so I think it'll be like just enough. I, I have no idea how much it weighs, but who knows? It could be really big and whatever, but I'm planning on like spatchcocking it where you flatten it out and put it Whoa, whoa, that this way. is a family show. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it's I don't know what it's called. I was like looking it up just recently because I was trying to figure it out, but um it's i'll send pics it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting interesting attempt 
I've never yeah, done it before, but I've heard the spatchcocking is supposed to work really well. Like whatever it whatever it is, whatever it does, it's supposed to like cook the bird really well. So I think you're in good shape. I've never heard more of a fake sounding name in my life. Uh, Nick, I'm not gonna <laughs> ask you if you're injured, but how was your weekend? Uh my weekend was good. Uh significantly uneventful. I really didn't do much of anything other than watch a little bit of football win a little bit of money, lose a little bit of money. Uh, yeah, I literally nothing. I mean, we're, we're entering the, the dog days of winter as it were. And with COVID, it's just like, what can you do? Try and get outside a little bit. I got outside a couple of times and then kind of hang out. So that was my, <laughs> that was my weekend. Very boring. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, we're going to have those. At least we have this podcast and, We'll have to start doing more. We'll have to start like making ourselves do more fun shit on the weekend. So we have something better to start it off with. Cause I didn't, Oh, actually, no, I did have a good weekend. Um, I'll go, uh, Friday. I didn't do anything except play palace with Kayla, uh, beat the shit out of her. It is just, and it is a bloodbath in our palace games. I don't know if you guys have played the game. It's a card game. Um, we are right now, uh, she is, or I am 17 and 21, just massacring it. Just not even there. I mean, some games there's like, it's, it's not good. I'll just say that for those who know the game, it's not good. What's the game? Um, I've never played called, it. It's called palace. People call it butthole or something. Palace. It's like, all it is is you got to like play a card and you got to beat the card or tie the card. If I play a six, you got to play a six or higher. And then it goes from there. There's a couple of other rules, but that's the gist of the game. On Saturday, we did uh, the birthday celebrations for myself, my brother. We have a ton of birthdays in November. So me, my brother, my godfather, uh, my cousins, my cousin's wife. Uh, Shout out, Matt. Happy birthday to you and Ashley. Um, Yeah, so we had a good old time. Uh, We got a big game of charades going. It was a blast. I started off a little cold, started off a little cold. Uh, my acting wasn't good. I got Rami and Michelle's high school reunion. I've never heard of the movie. Is anyone else heard of it, but never yeah, seen I, it. I couldn't, uh, act, I, could, yeah. I couldn't act it out. Yeah. I didn't know. So we got to high high school reunion. And then my brother said, he's like Rami and Moxie's high school reunion. And I was like, Oh, just come on. I'm like, give me a, <laughs> Cause I was like, how do you act out Michelle? I, well, I also did only have 10 seconds left, so I couldn't think in the moment, but we had a good game. Um, we, I played with some of the best charades players. My dad and my uncle are hands down. One of the best charades players. They do a little bit of dirty tactic. The shows and movies they give out are real rough. My dad gave out the Comiskey method. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> and then my uncle, as soon as like we broke off into our teams to uh, think about movie names, he just, I kid you not, he just goes, oh, I got a good one. We're like, oh, yeah, he, you know, what is it? He goes, Lucas Lagoon. Like, what the fuck is Lucas Lagoon? It couldn't sound more fake. We looked it up. It's a real show. But that's impossible <laughs> to act, so no one got those two. Um, the one that I gave was the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I thought that was a pretty good one. Um, they got it. It was pretty good. Um, and then Sunday I went to do birthday shopping for myself 
because I really know what I like. So I went to round two, the sneaker store in Wicker. Um, and then this is a funny story. So my birthday's today. I woke up this morning and Kayla gave me her gift. And I opened it up and it's a pair of shoes. But the thing is, is I've been trying to find this pair of shoes in my size. So it's a woman's only size. So I wear a 12 in women's, which like, how many women do you know that wears a size 12? Like none, so they don't make a ton of them. So I've been struggling to find my size. So yesterday I'm at round two, I sold a couple of shoes and I was like looking to see what they got and what do they have? But this pair of shoes in my size. So I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to buy these shoes. And so Kayla starts like talking them down and I didn't realize it at the time, but she was like, oh, those are ugly. I was like, what? You think these are ugly? I was like, you said you liked them when I showed them to you. She's like, yeah, but in hand, they just look stupid. I was like, motherfucker, like that. I was like, damn, I really like the shoe. And then she's like, and then she hit me with the, do you really want to win a, or wear a woman's shoe? I was like, whoa, where the hell did that come from? This is 2020. I'll cancel your ass for saying like that. Uh, so I ended up like not getting it because then I felt a little like humiliated. Bought another pair of shoes, which I do love. And so this morning... I, so she literally gives me the, it's wrapped up and I know what a Jordan one box feels like. So I just literally feel it. I go, Oh, it's the shoes from Sunday. She's like, how do you know? I was like, first of all, I know what the box is. And now that it makes sense that you were shitting on these other shoes Mm. because you got them. for. So that was a very good gift idea, but also very risky because if you know me, if I like a shoe, I'm probably just going to buy it. So that was a pretty risky one. It was just hard to find my size. So I'm glad that she did. She got a very good deal, which is nice. Uh, and then I just watched. So we went one at 11 in our afternoon bets, which is uh, not good. Um, we started taking a big dip in the betting league. Big dip. We went all the way down to $1,300. Our high point is 2700 We would dip all the way to 1300 I made a couple of reckless $250 bets. Boom. Packers suck. They can't hold on to the football in overtime. Boom. We baked that Went $600. We lose the night game on the Chiefs, which of course we do. But then we banked a couple hundred dollars back. So we're back up to $2,100. And thanks to Nick, because we went, I think it was 7 and 42. And four of those bets in the last month were Nick's lock. And beer. And beer. But I'm saying, come back. It, but four out of the seven picks that we won were yours. And, That's beer, crazy. and beers. And beers. <laughs> yeah, remember. Remember. Come back beers, to life. Beers, beers well, on a two game win streak. Win one of them. So one of them, yeah. And then I think I went like two and 35. Um, so, Johnny, how are you, though, before we move on? Good. I had a very nice, long four day weekend. Uh, my girlfriend and I went down to St. Louis because one of her friends was getting married. Um, I'd never been there, so it was, it was cool to get to know St. Louis a little bit. Um, but obviously with COVID going on, uh, it was called a very, Boogie. very, very small wedding. It was like 20 or 25 people, um, just very close friends and family. So I felt a little out of place sometimes just kind of looking around. I had no idea who anyone was, but, uh, no, it was a good time. Um, Saturday, we just got spent the day kind of getting to know St. Louis, went to the city museum, um, but the highlight was probably getting to try Joya's Deli. Have you guys ever heard of it before? 
No. I have. It, it was on Man versus Food. Well, I haven't had it, but Man versus Food went there. I'd never heard of it before, but Kevin, my uh, my roommate, told me about it. He said, you can't skip it. And holy shit, it is easily the best sandwich I've ever gotten. It's this tiny little shack, wow. too. I think there's only two locations in St. Louis, but that one of the best sandwiches I've ever had. And we ended up buying a, like a $30 salami log that we brought back that we're going to cook uh, for the holidays. So, uh, That's salami awesome. Log. A, a log what, of salami. It is, it's like this. What kind, of, what kind of salami? Um, actually, it's just it just said hot salami. I had no, I had no nice. idea anything else bes- uh, besides that. But it's huge. It's uncooked, so you actually have to cook it in like a slow cooker. Yeah. But um, smoking. Man, I'm excited. Yes. It, it's awesome. <laughs> really, really recommend that place. So, Joy is quick, deadly. Quick salami tip: if you can ever find it, they do sell it at Mariano's and stuff. Uh, Volpe Genoa salami. It's the really big salami. Mm-hmm. It's just like really like big cut. Uh, that's left on. Give it a try. I think you like oh, it. If you sure. like like normal salami or capicola, it's like kind of in the middle between a hard salami and a capicola. Mm. It's very good. Um, all right. So let's talk. Um, excuse me. The first news I want to talk about is for all the Cubs fans out there, Wrigley Field has officially become a national landmark. Um, yeah, it's cool, but it's like it didn't do much for me. What do you mean it didn't do much for you? No, it's like, like I, I, I'm happy, but they already can't change their name, and they are they can't sell the property, so it's kind of an already a national landmark. Yeah, but now it gets like federal funding because of that. Like yeah. it has federal status, like not just like state and like obviously the appreciation of the baseball community. Now it's federally recognized. Like no, this is a big deal, and I I think that it means makes it, me sad because Ricketts is always like. Oh man, we're broke. We can't play our players. Now he's like, "Oh, look at me. I I needed tax benefits to help me keep the state." I'm like, fuck off. Open the checkbook up. <laughs> I don't know. I think. I mean, obviously, it's very cool. Uh, Comiskey is going in the exact direction as the sign outside down. Um, as soon <laughs> as you guys change the name from Comiskey, I mean, it, yeah, it's not good. U.S. Cellular was like decent but that's like such a big brand um guaranteed rate was oh it was something in between us cellular cellular and guaranteed rate wasn't it no it was us cellular and then went straight to guaranteed rate so us cellular it was actually interesting because for a while there were a couple years where us cellular didn't have coverage in like did not support the chicagoland area (laughs) <laughs> and it was the name of our stadium. <laughs> it was remember they 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 renamed it back in like I don't know it was like 2007 or something. I don't know. Like, it was I thought it was after the World Series. I could I can't remember, but um, it could have been before. But um, but when they changed it, it was when they were trying to penetrate the market. But then they just abandoned it. And now like US Cellular is not really a, like that big of a business anymore. So it's kind of like you know guaranteed rate. We'll take it. Hey, give us more money to uh, pay our players, but who knows? Jerry's probably pocketing it or giving it yeah. to oh, the yeah. Rosa. <laughs> I've been, Definitely. I've been rewatching He's paying his legal the last fees. dance, and Jerry is just a fucking idiot. Um, okay, yeah, so yay for the Cubs. I care more about winning. So hopefully we bounce back. Um, the next one, let's talk about the Bulls draft. So I talked to you guys about the Bulls draft. Um, who we'd want to take, who I wanted to take. So, does did you guys see who the Bulls drafted? 
I saw, but it didn't. The name didn't mean anything to me. Like I, I don't know enough about the college players. I uh, saw Patrick it, Williams, and I'm like, that's a regular name. That's not Obi <laughs> Toppin or like Lamelo Ball. I'm like, that's so, a regular person. So Anthony Edwards. Uh, real quick before we talk about this, I don't know. Okay, so you guys probably don't know this, but Anthony Edwards from Georgia went first overall. Mm-hmm. He like doesn't like basketball, which is awesome. It's like such a cool thing. He loves football. He got drafted first overall. They start interviewing him. He's like, I don't like watching basketball. I, I like barely like playing basketball. I'm just really good at it. And then he said in his interview, his draft interview, which is awesome. He goes, if the NFL called me tomorrow and offered me a position or like to be drafted, I will take that. <laughs> I was what like, the dude, the Timberwolves must be like, who the fuck did we just draft? <laughs> did they even like, interview him? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, could you imagine spending your first overall pick when, like, it was a pretty decent draft. I mean, nothing like that's going to, you know, like, blow your hair back. But all I know is if I'm going to get my first round draft pick and the first thing he says in this interview is, like, honestly, if football calls me tomorrow, I'm done with basketball. It's like, whoa, hey easy guy like come and play he is super good though um so we'll see hey it's unique to see someone that's like just so good at a sport where he's like i barely like it but like i'm just really fucking good at i wish i would have seen that interview because that is a hundred times better than every other generic draft i just got drafted and i you know i need to make a statement sort of sports interview which is just like yeah i'm really excited it's you know this uh uh, organization has you know a, a very great history and we've got a good team i'm really excited like that's it's the same thing over and over again it's fucking boring this guy he's trying to make some headlines and get his name out there uh and i respect i respect that like i don't like basketball i'm good at it but i don't like it like holy shit that's great love it i love that in his moment the one moment he gets drafted his life has been changed forever he got drafted first he decides, overall too he didn't get right. like drafted in the third round He's considered the best player to come into the NBA. He's drafted number one overall. And first thing he says, well, I don't really like basketball. I'd rather play football. <laughs> first of all, that's the right choice. First of all. Yeah. I he is right. And like, yeah. I, honestly, like he could probably suit up and go play for the, go play for the Vikings up in Minnesota anyway. And still be better than Irv Smith, like, or something like that. That dude, if, if you're the number one draft pick, you're probably an absolute beast. So, um, but that's just hilarious. That's absolutely that's so funny. I think it's fair to say he ain't doing any interviews anytime soon. They're going to get the PR team to like talk to him from the Timberwolves. They're pr- Dude, how awkward is that first meeting with like the coach and GM in person? Because they did a Skype interview, but I'm talking about like shaking hands and just being like, Hey Anthony, how's it going? He's like, I'm just thinking about football, and you're like, fuck. Who the hell did we just draft? But it's not like a thing, right? So like, you're you're interviewing people to to draft them with the first overall pick. It's like one of the things, the checkbox. You have to really like basketball, right? You have to be really passionate about it. It's like this is like the opposite of that. <laughs> like I've never seen an NBA player be the opposite of liking basketball. Like he says, he says watching basketball is boring, which is hilarious because his highlight reel is insane. He is such a freak of nature. It's so sick. But I just love that. Okay, I agree with you, Nick. I like the candidness of just straight up being like, I'm just really good. 
but I don't like the four. Like, I'm just like really fucking good. Like I could care less if this sport goes away tomorrow. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's, let's get back on tax. Let's talk about the bulls. But so they picked Patrick Williams out of Florida state university. Um, the reason you guys probably don't know this name is because he didn't even start in college. Let, let, let that stick in, stick in or stick in. We drafted a guy fourth overall. He didn't start in college. Why? How nuts is that? Uh, is he like a? Is this a surprising pick? I'm not a basketball guy. Like, yes, are, it was we, a are pretty, we a, so? Are we angry? <laughs> He got moved up to so first of all, getting another guard. All we do is draft guards, and then we don't know what to do with them because all we do is draft guards, and then we can't get anyone in off season. Um, it so the guy is a good player, but I think the reason why we signed him is because of his stats. He's tall. He's big. He's like the same thing as like a Jimmy Butler, where he just works really hard. So they think they can mold him. But I also think, which I know a lot of people aren't going to like to hear, but but I think the Bulls did this on purpose, where they're like, next year's draft is crazy stacked. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Like, normally in basketball, like, the first six picks are important. The next year, the, like, entire first round is going to be, like, studs. Yeah, it's gonna be. Crazy. I mean, it's all the people that decided not to go into the NBA because I mean, it was because of COVID, right? They're like, I'm just gonna play an extra year in college. Um, well, it's it's not necessarily that, but this freshman year coming in is crazy good. Like, it, it, it's like scary how many like five star known one and done kids are they're gonna be. So it's 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 looking like honestly like 15 solid picks are gonna be like. This guy could be rookie of the year, which is good. So I'm like a little worried that the Bulls are like, hey, we're going to take Patrick Williams. Hopefully he's good in like four years. But I'm just worried that we picked a guy that didn't start on his college team. And maybe that's like, I don't know. Am I being dumb for saying that? But like, so he got six man of the year. So are you, are you saying, oh, he got six man of the year. So he's not, he's not, a, he's not a slump. He's not a chump. Uh, but what you're saying is like, usually, we during the season we would tank to try and get a good draft pick. Like that's like you start off the season, eh, maybe it'll be good. You're immediately you suck and you say, okay, we'll just play it easy. We'll tank and get a good draft pick. The Bulls yeah, pull, I, Bulls I pulled one up on ev- the Bulls down. pulled one up on everybody else and said, we're not going to wait until the season to tank. We're going to start tanking right now with the draft. Oh like, shit! You're fourth overall, about- it's not high enough. Yes, we're like doubling down on the tank. We're gonna pick up Patrick Williams. So you okay? So you're saying premeditated tanking? Yes. Like, well, during the draft, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna take a guy that might be good in three years." But now, yeah, we're gonna take him now. We uh-huh. know that that's, that's just gonna help us tank, and we're doing it ahead of time. Like it's the pre-tank. I think I think it's genius, personally. I, I think it's interesting. Like if you think about it, like seriously, like this guy is this is his first pick, right? of the being a new GM for the Bulls, yeah. right? So he's, this is his first like impression and this is his, so he better be good. Right. And I feel like people have to trust him because we all really like this guy. Right. Um, but now like kind of was like a head scratcher. So I'm, I'm curious to see how this turns out. 
my my biggest thing this will be the last thing and then we can move on but billy donovan is like a known coach very respected um we only have him for three years so i don't know if he's on board with this old tanking bullshit and i don't want i i think patrick williams can be a good player it's just for the bulls it made no sense to me so that that's like where i'm a little confused so I, I, I can see where you guys are thinking this. Hey, we're tanking. But the if if you maintain mediocrity like the Bulls have been doing for the last I don't know seven eight years, you maintain that mediocrity. Your coach who's only signed a three year deal isn't going to want to stay past three years. But you tank the first year, get a bunch of good draft picks. Now all of a sudden you're saying, Billy, you can't leave. We got all these young guys coming up. We're the next big thing. We're on the up and up. And then he stays playing the long game. Uh, yeah, I like it. I I think I I could see this. Now that you guys are saying this, I'm, I'm the gears are turning. I'm turning over here. I'm thinking like they're like the eighth seed for a while with like five games less in the season. Oop, boom, I popped out to a lottery pick. I see that happening now. Now that you're saying that, I'm thinking that. Yeah. They'll like seem like they're gonna make the playoffs and then like, oops, oh, we lost the last five to miss. Oh, we gotta get a top seven pick again. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I see what you're going on here. I think you guys are like fifth leveling me, and I like it. 40 chess, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk Bears. The Bears didn't play this week. That's why I'm in such a good mood. Um, no need to do any burials, any Viking funerals. Um the we biggest can still thing do we- it. <laughs> the biggest thing we got to talk about is who is the starting quarterback against Packers? Who do you want and who do you think? What is the injury uh, report on? Uh, uh, they won't give an update until Wednesday. Nick Foles. Hmm. There's a lot of apparently. There's a lot of internal discussion. And it looks like Mitch is getting like Mitch right now. Mitch is healthy again. Yeah. So I, I watched the a lot of the press conferences from the bye and everything. And uh, Juan Castillo, our offensive line coach, he said something very interesting and very, I guess, like, like, oh, shit, no shit. You should be doing this, right? Like any professional in their job should be paying attention and be doing this. So like he came out and was like, all right, so, you know, they asked him and they go, so what happened with... You know, why things changed from the first two games, first three games of the season, we had a really good run game. Why did it change since then? Like, obviously there's injuries, but what happened? And he goes, yeah, so we, we've been talking about that, and that's something we have to get back to. We have to start taking a look at that. We haven't really looked at it a whole ton, but we need to get, start getting back to the schemes. So that's first. He's like, now they're just start starting to talk about looking at the first two weeks. So that's <laughs> absolute ineptness. And two was like, they like double down and they go, so like, do you think it had anything to do with the quarterback? Like apparently like when we had Mitch in there, uh, it looked pretty good. And then we had the QB change to his guy and now we look way worse. And like, he just kind of like batted off the question and it, it looks like it looked really bad. And it basically was like, Oh, what a novel idea. Go back to us working. So from week one to week two. So I'm all for putting Mitch back in. And forming an offense to what, you know, to, to your players, not like having your players 
platform into your offense, you know? So that's what I feel like what happens with Nick Foles. The Nick Foles, it's Nagy's offense. With Mitch, it's the Bears offense. Does that make sense? I get what you're saying. My big takeaway is this. If Nick Foles is going to go out there and miss throws, I'd rather have Mitch Trubisky in there because he can run. And I think it opens more plays in the run game for RPO and shit like that. Because when Nick Foles takes a step back and he looks like a handoff and it's going to be a handoff, everyone just chews up the middle or the outside because they're like, that quarterback ain't going anywhere. Like Nick Foles ain't moving a step. Mm-hmm. I like a little bit of the uncertainty with Mitch, but this is what I'm saying. So Mitch overthrews people. He wasn't very accurate, but Nick Foles is doing the same shit. So if I have to choose right now, I'll take the guy with legs. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's not a good choice to make. Like this isn't a positive one. It's not like we're we're happy about this. I'm not happy to say go back to Mitch, or that Foles sucks. Um, they both suck, and the offense is going to be pretty bad either way. It was kind of my opinion, but I agree with you guys. At least Mitch can run. Uh, and he can also miss throws, uh, like, uh, Nick Foles does, and he can throw to guys who drop passes like Nick Foles does. So if he's healthy, try it. Maybe it'll work. I don't know. Anything. I'm at the point now where it's like, it's so bad. Our offense is so bad with Nick, with Nick Foles. Like, I'd rather see Mitch. He has more upside. and. Like, who knows? He'll probably walk after this season. So, I don't know. At this point, I'm so checked out that, like, let's just see something different. We've seen, like, the offense do well the first two games of the season. Like, it, it happened. It w- it actually happened. So, let's see if we can get back to it. Yeah, we got proof. There's evidence. There were, like, talks. Remember, we were feeling really good after, I forget which game. Um, Like, we didn't have a three and out until, like, the fourth quarter, like we were feeling good and then just went straight into the ground. So dude, it sucks watching games. And when you like get one first down from the 25, you're like, honestly, that's better than the last one. That's better than the last drive. I'll take it. You're like, no, that's not what you should want from your fucking offense. Johnny, exactly. what do you think? Who do you, who do you want under center? Um, I mean, similar to what you guys were saying, neither, but, we had to choose uh, either one. It would be Trubisky, um, but yeah, just because of how how quick the pocket is crumbling right away, Nick Foles literally has nowhere to go but down. Whereas Trubisky, there's a chance he could get a little bit outside and buy buy himself a little bit more time. But again, yeah, he's doing the same thing that Nick Foles Nick Foles can do as well. So, um, but yeah, again, I'm also I've also given up on this offense, but we'll see. You know the phrase, the embarrassment of riches? We just have the embarrassment. Like, we, we don't have of riches. We got of, like, <laughs> no. doo-doo. Like yeah. We're just, like, it's, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go as far as saying, like, we have the lesser of two evils. But it's just, besides the Falcons game, what really has Nick done? And that is a full game, or a, uh, a full quarter of a team who planned for Trubisky. You see now, once mm-hmm. they plan for Nick Foles, it's not going well. 
So it's it's a little aggravating. Who do you guys um, think? What do you guys think is the the quarterback solution for the long term? Then, uh, since it's not looking like Trubisky or Nick Foles is going to be it, do we try and sign somebody else who's a free agent? Maybe getting a little <laughs> older. Do we try and draft somebody? Um, bring in Dak. Dak. I, Dak Prescott. Let's go. <laughs> I would really like to see Justin Fields and the Bears. Yeah. Um, I think he's a very good quarterback. I so okay. Here's what I want. I don't want the project quarterback drafted. I want like a proven winner quarterback. Justin Fields was decent at Georgia. He just didn't get the snap, so he transferred. At Ohio State, he could throw the ball, he could run the ball. He is still, you know, he's still young. He's 20 years old. You know, he's not like a fully experienced. Um, but he's like less work. I don't want to take like I know people are saying that we should take the North Dakota State quarterback, but he hasn't been proven himself against higher tier competition. And you see it with what's happening with Carson Wentz right now, which I don't know if this necessarily correlates to what's going on with him, but I'm just speculating. Mm -hmm. After teams found him out, which if you play in the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the SEC, the ACC, that happens in coaching. You're going to be found out and they're going to start game planning. And now teams are game planning for Carson Wentz and they're taking a lot away from him. So I don't want the project quarterback. I don't think that's what the Bears need. We either need to get a veteran or someone that's like proved himself a little bit or at least starting ability. Like I'll still take Jameis Winston. I'll take Sam Darnold. I'll take um I'll take Carson Wentz. Fuck it. Um but I don't want to go like North Dakota State or the NC state that people, the guy that people like that. That's what I think. I think we got to get a little bit of fucking experience if we're going to drink. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we jumped the gun, right? We didn't choose Sean Watson because we liked Mitch and he was a little bit more inexperienced, but Sean Watson had, it had injury issues and arm arm. What was it? Arm strength issues too. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year too. So definitely Justin Fields. I feel like everyone, I, it's going to be tough unless we like lose out, but I think it's possible. There's also another guy named Zach Wilson from BYU. Who's really good. He's playing really well. And then there's that guy from Florida who's thrown four touchdown passes in every single game this season. Trask. So yeah. So Kyle Trask, like keep an eye on him too. Like that's, he's like on Joe Burrow level, like four touchdown passes a game is Joe Burrow level ascension right now. So <laughs> if he keeps that up, like that's another guy to talk about too. So um, there could be See, a whole bunch of quarterbacks in this draft. I'm completely fine with exactly what you said, because those guys have had experience and they've had their up and de- ups and downs already. And they're in big conferences. That's what I, I like. I couldn't agree more. And that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want the shot in the dark. It's because let's, let's, let's think about this just for one second. We picked Trubisky who's only played 10 games, but looked like he had some upside. It didn't work for the Bears. Mitch Trubisky go to another team and still be successful, maybe, but it didn't work for the Bears. So what did we do? We overcorrected, and we got Nick Foles. Guy doesn't move. He can sling the ball a little bit if he's not hurt. So it's like, okay, we did the shot. We did the overcorrect. Like, let's just Goldilocks it and find our quarterback. Right. If it, only if it was if it was only that easy. I wish. <laughs> well, I, I know that, but I'm, you know, you get what I'm saying? You know, like we don't yeah, have to I'm, take too much of a shot. 
I think Justin Fields isn't going in the first round. So Alex Smith. Alex Smith, the guy just started walking. Yeah, and he won a game last week. Bring him, bring him back against the Bengals. Uh, it doesn't matter. Won a game. Scored twenty points or something like that. That over didn't hit. Uh, perfect timing. Let's go into boom, boom, locks of the week. So, Jesus Christ, Nick. I uh, you texted us that you're getting a little nervous. I cannot believe we are here, week twelve. You're eleven and up. I mean, real quick, how do you feel about that eleven and up? I yeah, I texted you guys. Like, I was kind of watching the Browns game, paying attention to it. That's who I had last week. It got a little close, but not not too. But then after they won, that was the first time I was like, damn, I gotta, I can't lose it now. I gotta keep it going. This is the first time I'm starting to feel a little bit of, a little bit of, um, playoff nerves, you know? So, jitters. Yeah, jitters, exactly. <laughs> um, which doesn't feel good. I haven't felt up until now, but you know, uh, big time players show up in big time moments. So I'm ready for it. Yeah, I mean, through these 11 weeks, you've made picks out here, and I've told you, when we were in studio, I said to your face, that's a terrible pick. There's been most of the times where you say, oh, I don't hate that pick, but there's been a there's been at least two times I know that I looked you dead in the eyes and go, that pick no way can win. And that's exactly why I now have a losing record. Yeah. Uh, so let's go over the records. Do you have them written down by any chance? I do, yeah. Yeah. Um... I'm eleven and zero. Joe uh, moved to five and six after a loss last week. Uh, Johnny moved to four, six and one after a loss last week. And Beer on a two-game win streak, three, seven and one after the overhit in last night's game. Do not Come let back. this man get hot. Come back. <laughs> no, let him get hot. Let's I want go. him to finish above five hundred. Go Beer. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, so, I mean, until that O is gone, I think everyone gets it. Nick, you get to go first. All right. Board is yours. Board is mine. Uh, I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders uh, minus three uh, against the Atlanta Falcons uh, at the Falcons. Uh, I watched the Falcons play the Saints on Sunday, and they looked like absolute trash. Granted, Saints have a pretty good defense, or really good defense. Their offense, you know, has a lot of playmakers, even though Drew Brees is out, but they looked horrible. Uh, Raiders gave the uh, Chiefs a good game. So three points, I think, is pretty pretty doable. So 12-0, here we come. Proceed to perfection. Okay, that's fair. Uh, you can go next. You're on a two-game win streak, so holy shit. All right. So we're going to stick to my what has been working and which is the over bets. Um, so I've got, I've, I've been eyeing a couple of these. It's going to come down to the wire, but uh, we're going to do over in the Baltimore Ravens Pittsburgh Steelers game over at 45. I think that'll go over 45 points. Um, okay. I, I think both of those teams could see, could see, uh, a decent, like, I could see them being competitive, which means I think the points will go up. will be high. Yeah, so, 45 seems low. 45, yeah, so so it's forty over 45 at Baltimore, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's, that's pretty low. I like that. 
Um, all right, Johnny. I'm going the with the Indianapolis Colts against the Titans minus three and a half. Oh, it's beat them a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, as long as they shut down Derrick Henry, I think they got this pretty easily at the Colts too. That's that's fair. The and they and they showed in the Packers game that they can come back severely. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were down. Oh yeah. Okay, my pick. I have I have been tossing up and down. I can't see it. Um, I can't see the board. I mean, I'm blind to the board right now. I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, get I some glasses. Buy a win. Get some board glasses. Yeah. Uh. Well. Funny story. My eye doctor's been telling me for four years I need glasses, but what does he know? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the Chicago Bears plus eight and a half, and here's why. Wow. Let's okay? go, baby. Right. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. I think the Bears can win this game outright, and why I think the Bears can win this game outright. They have no business in the whole world of winning this game. <laughs> they got they yeah. they did not win this game in a million years. That's why I like it. That's why I like it. Get a little spark. I don't know. There's no reason they should win this game. There's no reason it should be close. We should lose by three touchdowns. And for that reason, <laughs> and the world, the world is gonna bet the Packers. Yep. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I mean, this is this is one of those games where I could see the defense just like turning into like Eddie Jackson and have his two picks yeah. or something. Just a little Mac goes crazy. Angry, and I could see it. Angry, angry. It's the Packers after, after last week too, or after after Minnesota. Oh my lord! Angry. I mean, you get what I'm saying, right? Like we have no business winning this game. That's why we might win. I think uh, I read that Eddie Jackson gave a big speech after the last loss. So, uh, yeah. Beer, I think you're right with Shut your up, prediction puppy. about him getting. Oh, puppy. puppy. <laughs> yeah, I got my puppy in the picture. Say Eddie hi, Jackson Francis. did get a, a, give a team speech after. So that we got to yeah. hold people accountable, especially on the offense. Yeah. Which I love that, where you just like, honestly, everyone, everyone in this locker room needs to be held accountable. But you offensive fucks <laughs> really need to be held accountable. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's wild enough too. Like the defense is finally starting to tell the offense, like, hey, they're actually telling them, hey, get your shit together. Yeah. Um, a big side note right before we get off, and Iowa had a huge win. It's the first time in a very long time that we beat Penn State at Penn State. Even though Penn State sucks this year, it's still like important to win on the road. Uh, it was a close game for a little while, and then we just decided to turn on the afterburners. By the way, I would like this to be known. This would have almost, they were three points away from covering the over by themselves, Iowa. Wow. Damn. Two out of three games, they covered the over by themselves. They were three points away, and they missed a field goal, fun fact, of covering the over by themselves. That is nuts. Crazy. That is crazy to me. That was very um, all right, let's so let's head over to timeouts. Timeout. Where? Uh, on the podcast. 
Oh. Okay, so the first one, we got a little talk about cancel culture. So I don't get what SoulCycle did wrong. You tell me. But SoulCycle employees have been have been accused of, one, being homophobic, which I don't get it. You just Oof. ride a bike. Uh, two, fat shaming. Which honestly, if you're like overweight and you go to like a cycling class, I feel like that motivates you. Maybe I'm wrong. And then three, the worst of all, they are having sex with their clients. That is terrible. Oof. Wow. Can't do that. Come on, yeah. Soul Cycle. What happened? I don't get this cancel culture bullshit. Because it's like they're home like I just like like homophobic. Yeah, that's probably bad. You probably shouldn't hate gay people. Uh, fat shaming, yeah, like you're a athletic thing, so it's like if you come in overweight, you can't complete a class, you might be able to make fun of them. But the fact that they're having sex with the clients, how is that canceled? I, I feel like you... How does that ruin a company? I feel like if you're going to Soul, Soul Cycle, you sign up for being fat shamed. Like, that's, you're saying like, yeah, I might be a little bit overweight, I'm willing to take it because there's an instructor up there yelling at me to ride my bike faster. Like, if if you yeah. can't if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen is is my response. Yeah, I just love the sex with clients because I'm telling you right now, the dude or girl that had sex with the instructor signed up for like a two year pass. So it's like you might want to do that. I like okay, yeah, maybe it might be a moral gray area, but like extra cardio, bro, to come on. Okay, yeah, no, I guess I'll I'll go fuck myself on that one. That that didn't land. Uh, I mean, so to, did you guys not agree? Like, I don't think that's that bad of having sex with the instructor. I it depends on like it depends on know. what the story is. What right? Like, I guess did he pressure her? Or did he not? No, no, oh, no, 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 free no, 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 no. What's the context? There was none here? of that. There was no pressure. There was no <laughs> nothing. It was just they were having sex with the instructor. Well, I think, you know, those are two consenting adults at that point then. And that's what I'm saying. You know? So you're telling me if you're a girl or a guy and you went to a workout class and you ended up sleeping with your instructor, dude, are you kidding me? You won. Like you win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, nuts. good work. I mean, like yeah, not that's... only did you conquer your, your fitness or if you're going in there to lose weight, you conquered that. You already... You slept with the teacher too. Nice. That's the that goal. That's the goal, crazy. right? <laughs> so I, you I win Soul Cycle. I'll, I'll tell a quick story. Uh, someone I know, I'm not going to name any names. They did a CrossFit class and ended up marrying their instructor. That's like the most badass shit you could do. Right. You know how many people are in these classes? Yeah. Like hand picked like an Aerosmith show and like it banged in the back, which I don't think they did. But like that's like badass. Hand picked like an Aerosmith show. The instructors you know, is walking like, around being like, no, no, yes. Yeah. Wow. So I I don't I think so I guess I think cancel culture like continuously goes after like weirder and weirder shit and like the racist, homophobic, bad shaming, I kind of get. But people are like really mad about the sex with the client. And you and you know 
you know that it was just someone that wanted to bang the instructor that didn't. That's what happened. <laughs> probably, probably over got yeah, fat shamed. Maybe. I don't you know, know if it's like widespread culture problems within Soul Cycle where yeah. teachers are trying to bang clients. <laughs> it was more like pretty certain one off situations where. Like, yeah, hot, you know, you're today. single. Yeah. <laughs> it would be Make hilarious it if it was just like a <laughs> pandemic. Like, for some reason, all these soul cycle instructors across the country are just hooking up with people left and right. <laughs> Can't yeah, figure it out. Striking increase in pregnancies. Damn it. <laughs> Need to get a soul cycle <laughs> membership. Yeah, that'd be nuts. <laughs> um, all right, the, the next one is um, let's do this. So, it has been announced that they are making a new James Bond 007 video. That's pretty big because everyone liked Goldeneye for the N64. The GOAT. I think that's fair to say. Um, Nightfire was also a really big game on like Nintendo GameCube and other platforms at that time. On PS2. Yeah. Like, uh, 007 games have been pretty good historically. I mean, they're pretty good. I remember Nightfire, the first mission you do is you blow up a ski lift with a rocket launcher. I mean, hook, line, and sinker, I'm in. I'm going to play this game a lot. And Pierce Brosnan was in it. Um, so I'm very excited to see what they do with like a next-gen game because it's actually it, it is officially going to be a AAA title. So those are like the video games that you really know of. So it's not going to be like a free-to-play game. It's not going to be a $20 game. It's going to be like a full AAA title, $6 game. I'm, nice. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be cool. Is this the yeah. preview? Yeah, it's it's not much. So we're watching the teaser. It's just kind of like, yeah. Oh, it's just like Puts, yeah. highlights of stuff. Much. It's not actually. Um, yeah. But I think it can be really cool. I mean, who doesn't like to like be a spy? Golden Goldeneye was the, I mean, the game of our childhood. I would say it was like the multiplayer, mm-hmm. slappers only, no odd job, you know, that sort of shit. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, dude, it's like I'm, like, dude, it's gonna be nuts. Like, double seven with the graphics, they can make games now because. Dude, graphics and games now are getting like scary good. Yeah, like, it's kind of creepy. Uh, it's getting kind of wild seeing some of the stuff they put out. And you know, if they do a split screen multiplayer, it is going to start up like people are. Right. So I think definitely people are right, maybe a couple years younger, definitely older. They played Golden or Goldeneye. So it's like you'll know with that like four boxes on the screen. Everyone's like, don't screen peek, but you're like staring at another person's screen. But you're screen peeking. Yeah, and then if you got the golden gun, it was like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. Oh man. That brings back all so, the memories. So I'm definitely excited. Yeah, I'm definitely very excited about this. I would like to definitely stay up to date with this because I know it was funny. Uh we did the rank for most upcoming movies. And I know Nick had the new James Bond that you were really excited to see. That was a so while I ago. Yeah. The, yeah, it was a while ago. Like beginning of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
But the movie hasn't come out yet, I think. No, they delayed it. They keep delaying it because of COVID. Yeah, that sucks. Understandably. But I, I think this is a good idea. And I'll, I'll, I'll definitely like to play the game. I think it's going to be fun. Dude, if you have gadgets and you're James Bond, I'm going to play it. It can't be bad. Ooh, looking at um, these old screen caps from 007. The blood runs down so your screen remember, after like, you die. Yeah, when this game came out, I remember being like, dude, honestly, I don't know how graphics can get better than this. It's perfect. <laughs> and now we have like Xboxes and PlayStation. Um, you play this game growing up or anything? I mean, I did. I, I played it a little bit. I mean, I, I just... Nightfire Nightfire is pretty good. There's one that you had to sneak through the entire level. And it took me days to beat because I would just like see someone, they would see me, and I'm like, I'm gonna just shoot this guy in the face. <laughs> and then it would just like the red screen would come down, be like redo, and I'd be like, ah oh, shit. <laughs> days. Uh, all right. The last one I have is Everyone's seen the movie Dazed and Confused. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if you had Johnny and Beer. I've seen it. Yes. Okay, I was going to say, if you haven't seen this movie, you should definitely get it or go see it because it is super good. So the cast of Dazed and Confused has been talking about what it was like to be on set. And I think like everyone can imagine, like, oh, I bet it was kind of a party. Uh, it was extremely a party. So the producers came out and said that one of their jobs was to go around Austin and get weed. They said that they sold out all of Austin of their weed, <laughs> which is badass. Matthew McConaughey, like, no, like I knew that they smoked real joints on set, but just knowing that Matthew McConaughey that whole time had to be high is breathtaking. Wait, they were they were I actually mean, smoking while the, like. When they showed him smoking in the movie, they're smoking real weed. Yeah. Wow. I'm impressed. Not, not all the time, but most. Most of the time. Um, and so they asked, like, wow, that's a crazy story. Like, is there any other crazy stories about the cast? So I guess one of the days, they just all took mushrooms and went to a field and shot gum. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Like, dude, like. How did they not get that what, on film? What like crazy? Could you imagine going to work and be like, "Hey, I got an eighth of mushrooms for you, and we're gonna go shoot guns." And you're just like, "How does this help us with acting?" Guys, like, <laughs> fuck it, fuck. Slightly terrifying to imagine shooting guns while tripping like that, but I, I would like to. I've seen someone like, hey man, can you get pot for the party? And the guy's like, dude, you're not going to believe it. They're shooting some dumb movie downtown and they bought all of our pot. There's no pot in the city. <laughs> There's none left. We are out. <laughs> I don't know if they bought all the pot in the city. Come on. Well, obviously they could. Well, they said they did, but they. They probably they had could. a lot of people tell them, no, I'm not going to. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, like, probably I don't know who nuts. you are. You people crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the goal we sold that all. No, nobody wanted. So, <laughs> sure. That is, okay. that is. It's all about how you frame it. 
what more narc thing could you do is like, I would like to buy all your marijuana <laughs> for this movie that I am shooting. That I am totally yeah, shooting. We're making a movie. It'll be part what a, it'll be a prop. Yeah, no. That movie is so good. I still remember like when the kid, I'm blanking on his name, he finishes the baseball game and he gets paddled by Ben Affleck. Oh, let's talk to cats. I mean, you got Ben Affleck, you got Matthew McConaughey. Uh, fuck, I'm blanking on all the girls' names. But like everyone is famous in that movie. A lot of Joey Lawrence Adams, Jason London, Mila Jovovich, who did the one. She was in some sort of scary movie, the video game movie where you're shooting, uh, like Area 51, whatever that was called. She was in a video game or a movie? In a video, in a movie that was made after a video, oh, Resident Evil. I think she was in the Resident Evil oh, movies. Oh, Resident Evil, yeah, I know mm-hmm. what you're talking about. This is the movie that I don't know if you guys know this. That was the big break for Matthew McConaughey. He was drinking at a bar, and so was a scout. And the scout just came up to him, was like, "Hey, how would you like to audition for a movie?" He said, "Yeah, absolutely." And the next day, he showed up, and the guy lied to him. It was live on set. Wow. Wow. That's what? Yeah. They did That's things a-, a lot differently in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if that would ever happen. No, it. it would never happen. <laughs> Imagine that, being like, hey, I can't wait to audition for this part. And they're like, hey, so here's your lines. We're going to do one scene today. And you're going to be like, like a test scene. <laughs> and here's like, a bunch no, of weed that you have movie. to smoke. And here's, oh, here's some mushrooms that you're going to do. Take these. We'll shoot the scene. Then we'll go shoot guns. So fun fact before we go to the rank, uh, I everyone's seen Pulp Fiction. I'm going to ask. If you haven't, that's a shame. So you know the scene where John Travolta takes heroin and then is driving to go pick up uh, the hell's her Uma name? Thurman. Uma Thurman. Mm-hmm. Yep. So to get him ready for that, they made him take 12 shots of vodka in a hot tub. And then they got out, dried him off, dressed him, and made him do the scene. To make it seem like so he's he was... driving down and he's like looking like he has that strange like coat of sweat over him where he's like, yeah, just looking fucked <laughs> <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> they had him in hot water just... and yeah. drinking a bunch of alcohol. And then they, all right, you're done. Dry, get in the car. See, that's another one where okay. like, I couldn't imagine if I showed up to work and they're like, hey, I'm going to need you to get in this hot tub. You're going to be like, whoa, that's weird. And then they're like, and now I'm just going to shove tequila down your throat. And you're like, okay. And then we're like, and then you're going to shoot this scene. Like, I get that you want to make it believable, but I feel like a couple of these, like, in Days and Confused, I don't think you needed the smoke real joints. No. There's like a line. It's like no longer like, method acting it's just like you're fucked up and here's you reacting to shit yeah oh that's a good point <laughs> um yeah i mean that movie is phenomenal uh when the kid gets back home at like 4 a.m the mom's like wow you were out late just puts on his headphones like that's that's nuts i i've told johnny this. my biggest dream in life is i could go back to the early or late 90s and be like in high school 
and have my heart broken. Like the love of my life just break my heart and start dating the quarterback. And I could go in my room and start playing like all angst music. <laughs> Some 41, Blink-182. I would play I Miss You on repeat. Just like, where are you? And just, like, and just weep. That's all I want. It's true. He has said it. <laughs> and multiple times. That's all I want. The angst is real. Wow. I just want to be like an angsty teen. <laughs> the dream for Joe is to be an angsty teen. Like, I, don't I wish I could make that dream come true for you. Angsty teen now are like, oh, mom, I'm going to show my belly on on TikTok. It's like, no. I want you, I want you Walkman on. Just like, where are you? And oh, I'm so sorry. And you're just fucking weeping. You're just crying your your balls off. That's what I want. Um, oh, I love it. Johnny's played golf with me. There's a lot of angst music. Oh, it's great. Um, all right, let's go over. To, let's go over to the rank. Um, this week's rank since Thanksgiving is coming up. Last year we did. Best Thanksgiving sides. This year we're doing best Thanksgiving dessert. Johnny, would you like to start us off? Sure. Usually there's not enough room. I eat so much, so many sides in Turkey that I usually don't eat dessert until the next day. But these have been my favorite in the past few years. Um, cinnamon rolls with cream cheese frosting. Mm. Wow. Not really specific to Thanksgiving, but. <laughs> it was so goddamn delicious. I can't stop thinking about it. Um, my sister, she's. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you have them on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh. Okay. No, no, no. This is just like the ultimate indulgence. We get all the desserts we could think of, or at least that we absolutely love and can have every weekend. Um, but my sister likes to bake a lot. So she's trying a lot of different recipes, which is awesome. Um, one thing she made was chocolate chip pumpkin bread and it was so delicious, moist, awesome. Is this your nine-year-old sister? Mm Mm-hmm. Jade's, Jade's an awesome baker now. She's an incredible baker. Yeah. It's awesome. Obviously my mom helps her out quite a bit, but, um, I mean, she has, we call her the cookie monster because she has the worst sweet tooth I've ever seen on anyone, even for... For her being a child, it's pretty say, incredible. Called a nine-year-old. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying too. But even for her, it's like wow, incredible. So much so that she wants to bake it herself. Um, so that's pretty awesome for the rest of us. It's amazing. Um, number two, tried and true. Since I was a kid, warm apple pie with vanilla ice cream on top. Delicious mm. every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the best thing I've had on Thanksgiving is caramel apple cheesecake. And cheesecake is just my favorite. Fuck, that sounds good. It is just indulgence to the max. It's awesome. Yeah. Was that it? Was that four? That's my number one. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, all right, beer. All right. So my <laughs> rank. Better be smoked. <laughs> uh, none of these are smoked. Oh, darn. Um, so, yeah, I mean. I'm trying to think. I was thinking back to the many years at my my grandma's house, and she's pretty German. Um, so she hooks us up with all the German desserts here. So number four, um, going with my, it's my cousin's grandparents. So it's like 
I don't know what that is in relation. Um, but they, uh, she makes an incredible rice pudding. Like her rice pudding that she brings to Thanksgiving is my favorite thing. And she always brings an extra like little tub of thing, tub of it just for me. Cause she knows I love it so much. So like, it's got like chocolate chips in it and cinnamon and it is just unbelievable. Wow. Um, number three is my grandma's strawberry shortcake. Um, it's really, really good. She, she goes crazy for that. So, um, and then number two is my grandma's graham cracker cookie cake. It is, it's the only way I can describe it. Oh. It's got like a custard under the graham crackers and she like layers graham crackers and it gets like really soft and it's just like, and she layers on top of it, like chocolate. It almost tastes like a s'more, but it's like really soft and like, and like a cake. It's so good. And then um, my number one, because it's German and my grandma makes an incredible, it's incredible, an apple strudel with a piece of um, vanilla ice cream on top of it. With it. So it is so good. Wow. Uh, close to the apple pie, um, like, like Johnny, you said, but uh, that's Brutal. my grandma's apple strudel is nuts. Wow. Mm-hmm. That, is, that sounds good. Uh, Nick. All right. Um, the only proper dessert to have on Thanksgiving, in my opinion, is pie. So this is a rank of four pies. Mm-hmm. Number four. Is pecan on there? Because pecan dog shit. Pecan is not on here. Um, Good. It belongs in the trash. Yeah. Uh, num- I love pecan pie. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, uh, chocolate pie or like a chocolate cream pie. Um, mm-hmm. You know, something chocolatey isn't bad it's not as good as the other kinds of pie like chocolate was made to be in like cake not in pie but i digress number three blueberry pie with a little bit of vanilla ice cream a little less seasonal than some of the the number two and number one so that's why it gets the down ranking uh number two apple pie similar to you guys with the apple pie and apple strudel uh with vanilla ice cream of course uh which is gradually going towards more seasonal and then the most seasonal pumpkin pie with whipped cream. Mm. Mm. Nice. I'm just glad you didn't put pecan. Pecan's dog. Pecan's not very good. Tried to make one a couple years ago and yeah, didn't, didn't enjoy it too much. Mm. That's a good list. I do love pie. I like pie. Good pie. Uh, My rank is number four is going to be toffee cookies. My cousin makes these cookies with like, melted caramel toffee and it is outstanding they're like i like harder cookies Mm. so it's like crunchy it's good um number three is gonna be oh shit what what did i have this number three oh (laughs) number three is gonna be lemon bars uh i love lemon flavored desserts uh lemon bars are phenomenal they're so good. Very lemony, but very good. Number two is going to be apple pie, hot apple pie with ice cream on top. Uh, you can never go wrong, and it's like always super good. And then number one, I know you people won't understand this, but S cookies. I love S cookies. I can never get enough of S cookies. I want millions and millions and millions of S cookies. What is you, an S cookie? Yeah, so S cookie is basically like a thicker, like soft, doughy cookie with icing on top, but it's in the shape of an S. It's a very Italian thing. 
but they're very good. And it doesn't matter how full you are, you could always have an S cookie. Oh, those are S cookies. Yeah. Sicilian S cookies. Never heard of these actually. Very good. So it's like they don't have a ton of flavor, but you like usually like dunk them in the coffee or a drink you have, and they're very good. Just soaks up all the flavor. It's super good. It doesn't matter how full you are, you could have like three of them. They're like crumbly and they look crumbly and they look good. They're kind of crumbly, but they're not like too crumbly. It's like, a, it's like a sponge. Yeah. Spongy. And then it's just in the shape of an S. That's why they're called S cookies. Wow. Um, I, so we will be in back in studio next week and I will bring you the leftover S cookies and you guys can try them. Please do. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And, and then we have talked about making a road trip to beer so he could just barbecue the dick out of us, which I would like. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about that. We'll try to make a plan. Um, okay. But thank you guys very much for listening. Have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. Uh, hopefully you can see family if you can't. Listen to this podcast. And we will see you guys next week.